G'day guys, it's Roscoe here, the co-host from the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast. As you know, Jamie started the Mental Mastery Golf Facebook private group. And thank you for everyone that has joined and thank you for everyone who's considering joining. We thought that it'd be valuable to give you a bit of an insight into some of the content that's being shared within that group. It's not all, but we recorded a Facebook live session with the members on Sunday night. It was just a very quick ad hoc general catch up and Jamie covered off some of the topics that have been floating around the podcast, floating around the group and floating around golf in the current time. This group is a going to be the group to be a part of if you want to share and learn the mental strategies around improving your golf and we'd love to see you in there so as i said we thought we'd just record download the recording of the facebook live session we won't do this all the time but we just want to give you a little bit of a behind the scenes into the facebook group we had some great contributions it's a great place to be part of we'd love to see you in there it's just a place where a group of people who like the podcast the podcast continues to grow and we're really appreciative of that We'd love to see you over in the Mental Mastery Golf Facebook group. Go over there, join in, join us on the journey. Love to see you there. Welcome to the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast by Dare to Dream. The show dedicated to fun, practical mental performance strategies for your golf game. Join mental performance coach Jamie Glazier and co-host Ross Flanagan as they discuss how to manage your mind in one of the craziest sports there is. Hope everyone's well. Just thought I would uh, tune in for 20 minutes or so, touch base, uh, say thanks to everyone for um, for joining. I know we've had a uh, we've had a couple of new people uh, new people join uh, the group this week, so it's been great. Thanks for for coming on board, and uh, hopefully you've had a chance to watch a few of the videos and uh, uh, the intro video as well. Just uh, hey, Roscoe, um, just sort of mentioning that uh, this this group is basically a, a group for people to share. Uh, their experiences from a mental game point of view, share content. So if you come across any any really cool articles or videos around the mental game, we've had a few of the play, uh, a few of the members share uh, some of Podrag's uh, videos this week, which has been great. Uh, he's put some really good content content out uh, the past uh, few weeks since lockdown, uh, and and really discussed and gotten into the mental game a little bit more, which is uh, which is really good. So, um, but uh, also everyone that's a part of the group has an opportunity to invite as many of their golfing mates as they want. Uh, we want to try and really create a very, dynamic, a very dynamic group of people wanting to learn and develop the mental game. So, yeah, so that's, uh, that's great. So come in, say hi in the chat box. Uh, let me know you're, you're tuning in. Uh, if you have any questions, um, yeah, throw them at me. I've got a couple of questions from Andrew up here that I'll answer uh, in a minute. But um, hopefully by the looks of things, we may be getting back on the golf course soon here in Victoria. Uh, and it's increasingly getting annoying having friends and uh, and clients sh- sharing their, their golf the last couple of weeks. Uh, Jared Felton, a pro from, from WA that I've worked with for a couple of years, uh, I don't work with anymore, but he continues to just uh, annoy me with videos, not only the Perth weather, but... Uh, but also the uh, the great golf courses up there that he's playing. So pretty uh, pretty annoyed uh, by Feltz for sharing that content. But um, hey, Trent, how are you? Uh, nice to have you tuning in. But yeah, look, it's it's great to see people in other states able to get out and uh, and play golf and uh, use you know golf as a, a strategy uh, to keep themselves sane and uh, in a good place during this uh, 
this interesting time. But uh, hopefully we are moving towards playing golf here in Melbourne, uh, although the weather is not great at all. Uh, Marcus, how are you? Great to have you. Thanks for tuning in. Richard, great to have you. Yeah, um, Podrag's been phenomenal. Uh, he's really, I mean, I think I've said to a few people this past uh, couple of months that the internet is definitely the big winner out of out of this coronavirus and the lockdown and having people like Podrag share their thoughts and uh, and share some great content is is just is such a great thing for uh, for all golfers to tap into just a little bit of the pros, uh, you know, life and things that they learn and the lessons along the way and uh, sharing some of that knowledge has been fantastic. So um, so that's that's really, really been great. But, um, yeah, so uh, so fingers crossed we can um, we can get back out there and and uh, and start to play. Uh, Roscoe and I did do uh, a, an episode of the Mental Mastery Golf podcast the other day, which was I think it went out live maybe Saturday morning, yesterday morning, Roscoe, I think. Um, so that's up on the uh, on the podcast. And we spoke about expectation management, which is just a, a really important topic from a mental game uh, in general. But I think for a lot of us that have been out of the game for, you know, six, seven, eight weeks, we haven't touched a club. We're so excited to get back uh, that our expectations can actually uh, get in the way of our ability to not only uh, – uh, enjoy the game, um, James. You've got no sound. Uh, has everyone else got sound? Is everyone hearing me okay? Um, just to give James some clarity, it might be something on your end, James. If everyone else is hearing me okay, I think they are seeing Richard's uh, reply to uh, to my Padre comment. Fine on Roscoe's end. So, James, just have a look at uh, whether you've muted me. Um, you wouldn't be the first person to mute me. My wife tries to do that on a daily basis, so maybe just check your settings. Um, but, yeah, I think from an expectation management point of view, the important thing is, hey, Andrew, thanks for tuning in. I'll get to your uh, your questions in a minute, which were, were great, by the way. So, um, yeah, I think it's important when we get back that we want to have our expectations really low and actually start to build a good foundation for our expectations, get a bit of feel back, get a bit of confidence back. Um, you know, confidence is, is a, sort of a, a byproduct uh, of competence. So we want to go back in and um, I suppose want to feel confident in the game, but we have to have a foundation of competence to have that level of confidence. So, you know, I think I mentioned the other day on the podcast that I've got a little bit of a strategy going back in when courses open to spend a couple of days, you know, hopefully an hour a day uh, on the range and um, just to, to, to get sort of my ball striking back, feel a bit more comfortable and confident and competent with my game before I start to even, you know, set any goals or expectations at all. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, really important for us to just get back and, and, and be really kind to ourselves. You know, golf's probably going to be a little bit harder when we get back than what it might have been when we when we had that uh, little bit of a closure. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, you know, it's uh, if you haven't had a listen to that, go and listen to episode 14 of the podcast. There is... Uh, I think a, a post, a couple of posts down from from here um, that will uh, that will have a link to that. So um, Andrew came on and uh, he's uh, new to the group just a few days ago, and he had a, a question, a couple of questions yesterday. Um, things he'd like to discuss. One thing, Andrew, you mentioned that what's, uh, you say it all the time that you're a great putter and a shit driver. Uh, both are true. 
but this is this simply me talking to myself or talking myself into it um this is an interesting one because we've had a lot of discussions with Roscoe around uh, his driving of the ball and his sort of short game and putting. He's got a strong identity with driving the ball and um, a lot of his, uh, we talk about highlight reels, film yourself, hit a, you know, hit a shot and watch it over and over again. And Roscoe in the past has done that a lot with driving. So he's really strengthening his identity as being a good driver and he sort of tries to stay away from the short game or the putting because it's not his strength. So we've done a little bit of work with Roscoe around that, but there's a thing called confirmation bias that I've discussed in the podcast and things like that. And uh, the confirmation bias is we will behave or uh, confirmation bias is we will act and behave in a way that aligns with what we believe about ourselves. So if we believe we are a shit driver of the ball, then we will actually act and behave in a way to confirm that belief to ourselves. So when you mention that, is this just me sort of, uh, you know, talking myself into it, very much so it could be. Um, you could have a lot better physical and, and technical skill set than what your outcomes are displaying. So then we have to look into that cognitive pattern, that cognitive process. And one of the other things that we've discussed a lot in the um, – in the podcast and also there's a free video program on my website that goes into this uh, one of the videos it's called my cognitive sequence which is there's a four-step process to uh to the mental part of golf and it starts with our thoughts our thoughts create our emotions or the emotional state that we're in our emotional state drives our pattern of behavior so the way we swing a golf club and then the way we swing a golf club has a massive impact on the quality of our outcomes. So it's really important that we make sure that we bring it back to the start, have have some quality of thinking that is actually going to help you to achieve the outcome you want because some quality of thinking is actually going to help you. Hang on a second, my, oh, my wife's just pointing out something behind me, which you might see over here in the corner of my screen. Mr. Kangaroo over 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 here, no, over this way, just 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 there, just there. I uh, live on a golf course here in Melbourne, and we have kangaroos, and uh, we've been here like five years, and the kangaroos never get old. So sorry to interrupt that story, but um, yeah, there's uh, there's about fifteen of them. I'll take you for a little walk and just see if we can actually see if we can say hello to them. I know that's interrupting our whole thing, but hello. He's not interested in talking to anyone. These guys might be, no. no. They're going, see ya. No, they're off now. They're not interested. But yeah, as I said, we've been we've been living here for four or five years and it just never gets old seeing the uh seeing the ruse. So um so sorry to interrupt. I think they're all off now. Uh we've uh, interrupted their dinner. It's <laughs> Butler. <laughs> Marcus, um watching Adam Scott play nine holes with a mate was awesome. He wasn't playing well and his attitude was amazing. Um, yeah, he, that was, that was so much fun watching Scotty and, and Wayne interact and just Scotty was a superstar. So, um, so yeah, Andrew, so firstly, I would just really, really start to change the way that you think about your driving, have your expectations a little bit lower so we can build the foundations. Let's say you hit and, and try and be, logical or informational think about the number of fairways you hit and start to build those numbers so we can actually have some confidence that's based on uh, a foundation of competence so um 
but definitely we can distort our reality. We can start to really get, uh, you know, get our thoughts impacting our physical ability because of that cognitive sequence. So, you know, if you have a little bit better thought pattern, that's going to put you in a little bit of a better emotional state. You won't be so tense. You won't be so scared. You won't be so fearful. Um, you're going to swing the golf club quite differently. And then if you swing the golf club differently, you're going to have a better outcome. So, um, Hello, Mr. Azapati. Thank you for tuning in. Um, it's always nice to have you uh, tune into to my Facebook lives and my Instagram lives, and uh, and hopefully you won't throw as much banter or crap at me tonight as you normally do. But um, so Andrew, hopefully that gives you a little bit of a little bit of a, a help there with that. Um, as I said, I recommend you signing up to my website. Uh, there's that free video program. You can once you join, you can access that. Um, that video program for free and that, that will help you a little bit with that cognitive sequence that's in one of the videos. So uh, so that's great. And your second question you had, you've tried many times to commit to a pre-shot routine but invariably it lapses during the round. Well, this is an interesting one. Um, a pre-shot routine is, I'm going to probably say it and I hope this doesn't come across wrong or, or badly but it's overrated. Your people's perception of a pre-shot routine, having two practice swings, having two waggles, two looks at the target, like all the physical attributes that make up a pre-shot routine are useless. Okay, and why I say that is all those physical actions are generally done or executed before we take the club away. And the most important time that impacts our performance is during the shot. Okay, so... Whatever we do behind the ball, it doesn't actually matter. Now, what people do when they try to follow a fairly consistent, fairly rigid pre-shot routine, that actually can trigger a lot of stress and anxiety, okay, and a lot of conscious thinking. So um, with the pre-shot routine, I have a thing that I call my three Cs, okay, and we have to go through these steps to be able to achieve a really good state when we're over the ball, which is calm, confident, and ready to commit okay there's these couple of the three c's that we've got to tick off to be able to get to that point when you're ready to take it away you're just ready to rip it and just be free from the fear of the outcome so um james good to hear uh good to hear that uh that your daughter you must be another um it guru like dominic dominic's probably got his daughters that have helped him turn the computer on and use earpods and stuff so um no, but good to hear your um good to hear you can hear me mate so um so my three C's, first one is clarity. As long as you've got clarity for exactly what you want to do, the number, where you want to land it, what shot you want to hit, what club, the shape, all that information, as long as you've got clarity on what you want to do, that's the first step. Then from there, this is where the pre-shot, what you do behind the ball, it, it comes in pretty handy, and it is confidence. What do I need to do now to get confidence for the shot I'm about to hit? Um, people that take practice swings or, or that sort of stuff, they're doing it because they're following a routine, but they're not doing it for any purpose. So, and everyone's different when it comes to the confidence component of the three C's. Not everyone's the same. So this is where you taking a bit of ownership over that process. What do you need to do now to be confident? Is it having some practice swings? I shouldn't say practice swings. I'll say rehearsal swings, which are identical to the shot you're about to hit. I see a lot of people have practice swings instead of rehearsal swings. So practice swings meaning they're doing little abbreviated drills, um, 
uh, all sorts of things that don't relate to how they're going to swing a golf club when they get over the ball. Okay, so a rehearsal swing is rehearsing the shot that you're about to play as close to reality as you can. Okay, so that that confidence. Uh, I knew you'd I knew you'd pipe in soon. Um, so have everyone's different. However, you get confidence for a shot, whether it's imagining the ball flight, telling yourself, you know, a, a positive. That's going to feel confident. That's the most important thing. And then the last step is commitment. You have to go and completely commit to the shot. And as Dom said there, free yourself of the fear of the outcome is the key. Um, That's one of the most important things. So I talk a lot about allowing yourself the freedom to fail. If you're okay with a bad shot, you're okay with wherever it goes, then you take the power of the fear away. And we'll go more into that, you know, moving forward. But, um, yeah, so I think with your pre-shot routine, have, have a bit of fluidity in it, a little bit of creativity. You should never, ever have the same pre-shot routine for two shots in a round of golf. Okay, now I say that because we never, ever, ever have the same shot twice. So the way we prepare for a shot should have a little bit of fluidity and a little bit of cre- creativity. So obviously they've, they've got to be within uh, some boundaries. Um, you want to have some structure to sort of fall into, but have some fluidity there. Don't be so anxious about doing the same thing. Just think about, do I have clarity? Do I feel confident? Am, am I ready to commit? Okay. And if you can just tick off those boxes, however you get to those points, it doesn't matter from a, from a physiological point of view, whether you have practice swings, whether you don't have practice swings. And if you go back to the episode uh, on the podcast where we have um, we had Ryan Ruffles uh, on the show, we he discussed about the, the pre-shot routine and about how his is very fluid um, and, and it should be. So hopefully that helps um, helps a little bit just to, to get you to just play golf. You know, don't we can fall into the habit of trying too hard and working too much and we use the pre-shot routine to block out the fear of a bad shot or, or to block out, the, you know, we've, we've got a good score going or something where we don't want to block those things out. We want to invite them in and then be able to accept them and then commit to the shot. So, um, so Dominic, yes, so you have a fear of having a hole-in-one. Uh, obviously, most of you, if you've tuned in the if you've tuned into one thing, one episode, one Facebook Live, I'm sure it's come up that I've never had a hole-in-one. I've been playing the game for 26 years at a decent level. Uh, for a lot of it, um, never had a hole-in-one. So, uh, But I think this is my year. I think as part of the Mental Mastery group, I'm going to deliver a hole-in-one for you guys at some point this year. So, um, Adam, hopefully that... Gave you a little bit of you know, content, a little bit of information to get back to. Um, I'm not sure whether you're from Melbourne um, or you're interstate where you can actually get a little bit of access to golf courses. But, um, yeah, so uh, uh, has anyone else got any questions, any comments, uh, anything they want to say apart from Dominic's an idiot um, for bringing up the fact that I haven't had a hole-in-one again? Um, so, um the weather here in Melbourne is not really motivating me too much to think about playing golf. I'm a fair weather golfer, but that's definitely going to change. Um, Volker from Prague, 
thank you so much for joining. Um, thanks, Ross, for inviting him. And Volker, if you have any friends at all uh, that are golfers, um, you can invite them. More people from uh, from Prague, the better. Um, talking about Prague, one of my favourite uh, European countries. Absolutely love it. Um, I did a little bit of a post the other day just remembering some of my European trips and I think Prague was uh, was featured in a couple of those photos. So um, uh, aim at the green in reg first. Yeah, I, I, it's all right, all right, coach. Uh, if anyone doesn't know who Dominic is, Dominic is Lucas Herbert's swing coach um, and uh, certainly not a comedian. Um, he certainly won't be getting too many people to his uh, Sunday night comedy shows, um, but he's a very good, uh, he's a very good swing coach. So if anyone's based up on the Sunshine Coast and would not like a little tweak of uh, of the swing, uh, Dominic can definitely show you how to have a hole in one because he's had about 20. So uh, uh, so hit up Dominic if you need anything there. Um, uh, so how do you determine, James, how do you determine what your pre-shot routine is? Um, well, I think that is uh, definitely a uh, something that is a work in progress, okay? So when I talk about those C's, what do you do to get clarity? Um, what do you do to get confidence? And what do you do to commit? There's a variety of different ways you can go about that, whether it's practice swings, there might be a trigger word as you're over it, um, commit, uh, let go, let's do this, like just these little trigger words that a lot of players use just moments before they, they take the club away. And basically all we're trying to get to is, so you can stand over the ball, knowing what shot you're trying to hit and committing to hitting that shot, where a lot of club-level golfers, they have that upside down. They stand over the ball thinking of the variety of shots they don't want to hit, and then they don't they don't commit to the shot, okay, because they don't want to commit to hitting the poor shot, so they're stuck in that middle ground. So, you know, for me, it's just a matter of when you're over the ball, you've got one look at the target. When you bring your eyes back to the ball, do you know where the target is? Do you have clarity on what shot you're trying to play and are you ready to commit to it? Then that's whatever you need to do to get to that point is is, is the most important. So, you know, when I work with players, I get them to take a bit of ownership, a bit of control, a bit of feedback, what it feels like, and then we, we start to put some structure around it uh, after that point. So I'd say if you get a chance... Next time you're at the range, uh, play a couple of different, you know, pick a target, hit some shots with a bit of consequence. Think about, I can't go left of this pin. So you can replicate a little bit of sort of that that course environment mentally and emotionally and uh, just play around with that clarity, confidence and commitment and find out what, what works for you and find out what suits. So um, uh, Dominic, uh, can I please talk about fear? You love how I talk about this. Now, I'm not sure whether Dominic's being uh, or he's, uh, he's going to bring up another comment about my hole-in-ones. But, um, yeah, this thing I, I talk a lot about called fear setting. Um, fear for golf is one of the biggest sort of mental and emotional elements that, that impacts us golfers. We play in a state of fear. We are scared of hitting a poor shot. We're fearful of embarrassing ourselves. We're... We're fearful of our handicap going out. Um, there's so many different things in the game of golf that we fear. And uh, we have to, first and foremost, 
free ourselves from that fear. And one of the best ways to do that is actually process the fear. So think about worst case scenario, what would happen if, and uh, if you're okay with what would happen if, which we are most of the time, um, you know, there's only a very small amount of times in a round of golf where what we're fearing is, uh, is, is, a, is a big consequence. You know, there's out of bounds left and there's out of bounds right. You could be on that tee ball and you're playing a stroke round. You could be on that tee for, for days. Um, you know, that, that doesn't happen very often. So what we fear, I would say 80% of our fears aren't actually that scary at all. Okay, but we just don't process the fear like, you know, pins tucked back left and there's a big deep bunker. Well, what happens if you go in that bunker? What's the worst case scenario? Well, you get that bunker shot out and you hit it to 20 feet and you two-putt and you walk off with a bogey. Okay, well, a bogey's not great, but if that's the worst thing that can happen, then it's okay. Um, so, yeah, so I think asking yourself, you know, okay, well, what's the worst thing that can happen here? Uh, will help you to actually understand what you might be fearful of isn't that scary at all. And then what importantly happens then is you take all the power that that fear has over you, which inevitably helps you to really commit to the shot. So, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, so as Dom said, uh, yeah, if we hit it out of bounds, what's the worst thing that can happen? We re-tear ball, you know. Perspective in golf is... Can, can get lost a little. Um, so, and again, one of the things I mentioned in the last podcast is the difference between elite players and club-level golfers is elite players have a long-term view of their golf. Not, it's not just about this round. It's about if I do this, this, and this right, they know over a long period of time that's going to help the quality of their results where a lot of club golfers, you know, they're really – anxious about this round and about this moment and the consequence of this shot, which is understandable because you mainly play once a week, okay? So all week you're thinking about the Saturday round and you're building it up and you're getting excited and you hope this is the round. Well, again, I think expectation management comes into play a little bit with this too is that, um, you know, conversations that I have with clients around what your goal is when you drive to the course on a Saturday and you're playing your weekly round of golf, what's your goal for the day? Most of my clients will say, my goal is to try and have 36 points or better, which sounds logical, sounds fine, understandable. Yes, play to your handicap or better would be nice. But mathematically speaking and in reality, you would play less than 7% of your rounds of golf at 36 points or better. So what we're expecting, what your goal is for the day, is something that happens 7% or less. So that top 7%, you're expecting today to be that. Now, that's just not fair on yourself. Um, so once we understand that and accept that, more importantly, that that is your reality, then you can sort of start to bring your expectations down and your acceptance up. And... Uh, that is one of the most important things as, as a golfer is acceptance. Stand behind a shot and accept that a variety of things could happen, but right now I'm going to commit to trying to hit this shot. So, um, yeah, if you, can, you know, if you can bring that acceptance up, um, that's going to help you to just be able to create that freedom and then ultimately 
get over the ball and commit to hitting the shot you want to hit without any worry or concern about the poor shot. So um, obviously all sounds nice in theory, but, uh, you know, there are principles that we'll continue to share on this uh, on this group and through some of the video programs and things like that will help you to actually execute those. So, um, <laughs> Mr. Wilson, lovely to have you in here. Um, Peter Wilson, uh, PGA Tour professional, um, I think ranked number one in fines on the Australasian PGA Tour. Is that correct, Willow? Um, but uh, it depends if you hit someone in the head walking a dog, mind his own business, and you carve it over the fence. So that could possibly be something that Willow has done in the past. Um, but uh, no, Willow's a, a very, very good golfer, been a very consistent performer on the Australasian PGA Tour. Um, and he's very quickly becoming the second best golfer in his household. Um, his daughter Chloe took up the game about uh, Willow six months ago, um, and within about two weeks, her mechanics, her swing was phenomenal. She's an, an athlete, a gymnast, I believe, a dancer, um, but just absolute freak when it comes to uh, to natural ability. And Pete's son Keith is the youngest. Uh, skateboarder ever to uh, to be part of the uh, night circus. Um, just yeah, phenomenal. Really exciting period for you, Willow, and uh, I'm really excited to see the, the kids continue to develop. Um, Keith has done a phenomenal job, and you've done a phenomenal job in um, in just moulding uh, your kids to be the way they are. Um, you're a superstar, mate. So uh, so good to have you here and. So, guys, I did say a quick twenty-minute, uh, a quick twenty-minute um, Facebook live, about thirty minutes. But I'm happy to answer any more questions if you're if you're here. It's getting a little bit cold out here, but I do have something that will warm me up. I've just got a little uh, tickle of my favourite scotch on a Sunday night. So, um, excuse me quickly. Um, well, why don't we finish with uh, your favourite your favourite drink? Okay, weekend comes after golf. What's your favourite drink? Um, uh, is it a Pinot Noir, red wine? Is it a, a beer? What's uh, what's everyone's favourite um, uh, drink to relax after a round of golf? Um, for some, uh, Dominic, I won't name any names, sometimes during a round of golf. Um, but uh, share with me while I just have a couple more sips of my whiskey what, uh, what your favourite drink is. Or if you've got any other questions, uh, fire them at me. Um, otherwise, uh, I really appreciate everyone for tuning in. And um, hopefully soon we can actually get some really good golf content so people you know going out and playing their saturday comp and actually you know experiencing some mental performance patterns both good and 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 sort of uh, unproductive or uh, patterns that get in the way of performance um and we can actually start to share everyone's experience and what they what happened to them out on the golf course and create a conversation around how we can all help one another you know just get that little bit better mentally so um yeah so uh one other great thing before I go to tomorrow, Tiger Week on Foxtel. Uh, Fox Sports has got Tiger Week. So I believe there's going to be just footage of, of Tiger all week, all the tournaments uh, that he's played, won, all the things that have happened. So um, uh, that's going to be really good. I'm looking forward to that. So uh, Red Cordial, that's good to hear, Willow. Uh, Richard, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Um, so, um, yeah, so I think a great thing that I've, one of the things I've mentioned to a lot of my clients this past sort of month or so is a, a process called mirroring, uh, just watching watching people just 
perform golf at a really good level or watching people do something that you want to improve in your own game, just watching them over and over again. And uh, uh, there's a, a thing called mirror neurons in the brain that um, when we watch someone perform something, that image gets stored in the brain and is very similar uh, to if we perform that pattern ourselves. So mirroring is a really uh, popular process. So that's why I get people to do their highlight reel. When you perform something really well, film it and then just watch it over and over and over again. So, uh, Andrew, for you, if um, from a driver point of view, film yourself, hit a really good driver, and then just save that video and watch it over and over and over again, and that will help you to change your, uh, your identity but also uh, your neural filing cabinet, the filing cabinet in the mind of, of you know, what images and memories are stored uh, in your brain around your driving. So, um, so that'll help as well. So, uh, guys, uh, thank you for tuning in. I'm going to uh, tune out now. Um, can anyone, yeah, can, can, hey, Dom, can you get Herbie to just hit some chip shots and just upload a couple of videos on this uh, group for, for Roscoe and I to just fine-tune our chipping before we get uh, in Melbourne? Um so uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks, feedback, uh, your questions. Um, and, yeah, Roscoe, please send your driver swings because uh, they are absolutely pure. I hope everyone had a great week. And uh, as I said, uh, invite all your friends, uh, share content, um, post a question. Uh, you know, we just we want this group to be as proactive uh, as, as it can be and engaging and really just great uh, create a, a great community of, uh, of golfers. So... Thanks again for tuning in. Have a great week and uh, we might see you guys on a Facebook Live next week sometime. So thanks very much, guys. There you go. The first Facebook Live of the Mental Mastery Facebook group. Thanks for tuning in. Go on, as Jamie asked, join the group and we might see you over there. Once again, thanks for listening to the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast and we'll see you over in the Facebook group. Thanks for listening to the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast by Dare to Dream. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and head over to daretodream.com.au for exclusive access to the free video program, Eight Tips to an Unbreakable Mental Game. Join us next time on the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast.